Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. I hope you're having a great day where you are. We've got a few people in here on the Instagram Live. Like I said, we're recording a podcast, so if you have any questions, let me know if you have any uh, questions about uh, mowing, maintenance, customers, anything like that. Uh, we got a few that we're going to go through and just talk a little bit today. We're not going to talk too long, but I wanted to come on here. I normally come on to do these super late. Uh, this is 7 o'clock Eastern time, so I figured this would be a good time for everybody. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see if people come on. I feel like late is... I don't know. I do stuff late. I always record podcasts super late at night. But uh, do you recommend me getting a John Deere Z915E? So I've actually had the Z920, and uh, it was a good mower. I haven't uh, – I didn't – I ended up trading it in just because it didn't fit my business well. But I don't know about the Z915s. I've never personally used them. I know John Deere makes a great mower. I mean, that's that. it's as simple as that. We. Um, it all depends on what you're doing with it. Are you mowing neighborhood yards? Are you out there cutting big fields? Um, all depends on the deck size and the thickness of the grass, uh, everything like that. So I couldn't give you like a yes, go get it, or no, don't get it. But uh, you know how it is. It's just every, everything. It's like we say, everything is. It's everybody is goes to their own thing in their own business. Like it's. Not, I don't. There's not very many things that are applicable applicable totally across the board so i would say if it i mean do the research on it the mower is probably a good mower but is it going to fit what you're needing it to do um if it's cutting super tall grass with it i doubt it but um, i'll probably jump up to like a z930 or something like that but z915 is a, is a pretty good option rain last night so late late start that's awesome roy we uh we got rained out over let me see last weekend we got rained out last week we got rained out end of the week so we're playing catch up but luckily where we are we just get scattered storms every single day essentially so once we hit june it's like the weatherman doesn't really the weatherman can't really tell you what what the day is going to be because it'll start in the morning it'll be sunny and you look two hours later and it says rain the rest of the day but then you might not even get any rain because it's so uh it's so scattered like today uh, on my on my story, I don't know if you watched it, but we were mowing our big HOA, and at that HOA, we literally were weed eating uh, part of the field that backs up to the lake that's on the property. And the lake, you can see the water droplets, and it was raining over the lake, but it wasn't raining over us. And I mean, like fifty mile, fifty fifty miles, fifty feet from us, like not very far at all. So it was crazy seeing like that. And we have storms like that all the time down here. We have a bunch of mountains, so the mountains kind of shift things the way the wind goes and stuff it's it's really weird but um where we're located like my house is located it like everything always goes around us it always splits so it'll be coming towards us like we're about to get hammered and then it'll split some will go south some will go north and things like that so what's up everybody coming in here uh brandon and promo lawn and bill lawn landscapes glad y'all are joining us tonight we just want to come on here take a few minutes answer any questions you had this won't be a very long live, especially if people want to come in and start asking questions. But uh, a couple of questions I did want to answer that we had is, one was truck and trailer versus the box truck. And 
I haven't really done an update since. I mean, I've, we've talked about it a little bit, but never really done a full update since we've gotten the box truck. We're now probably two months in, I think, something like that, two and a half months since having the box truck. And it has been a game changer. Yeah, call the call the lawn range. That's, you you uh, knew what I was going to talk about before I even said it. So uh, he's asked, how is the box truck going? Box truck's doing great. Um, I think it does have a little radiator leak in it. So we're having to keep that topped off. And I don't know. I'll probably go get that fixed uh, at some point. It's not it's not too bad of a leak. Like I can't afford for it to be in a shop right now. So we'll just fill it up with coolant and let it slowly leak out. But um, it's just part of it. It's an old truck. It's 90. No, it's 06. So it's not that old. But uh, it's just part of it. But it's going great. And, and somebody asked truck and trailer versus the box truck. And my opinion on that is it kind of goes back to what are you doing? If you're doing a ton of landscaping and you're not doing much mowing, I would say stick to the trailer. But if you're doing, if you're just strictly doing a mowing route, you can't beat, um, you can't beat having the box truck or some type of landscape truck. Um, for me, people say people, a lot of people get landscape trucks like with the landscape bed on it, the Azuzu with the landscape bed. If you're doing a pretty good bit of landscaping and you don't have some type of trailer, that's what I recommend. But for me, like that's no benefit. That, I mean. I guess it's a benefit because I don't have to pull the trailer. But one of the biggest things in getting the box truck was not having to unload everything when it rains and not having to worry driving down the road when it rains. And if it starts raining on the property, we can just go sit in the box until it's done and everything stays dry. And, like, you think for the, like, oh, yeah, it helps not having to unload stuff and things like that. But I am also think about it long-term, like our equipment. The two mowers that I traded in back in October, I've had for two years, and in those two years, the seats were like covered with, I mean, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there were, I mean, I, I put them to work, so I don't keep them spotless, but I do do a decent job of keeping them clean. Uh, but the seats were like spotted with, I don't know, mold, the black stuff that gets all over it from sitting out in the weather. And I don't know. I just, the box truck to me is like my, theoretically my seat should never see the sun now because it should in two years three years it should be the same color yellow it shouldn't be faded at all the paint really shouldn't be faded uh, i guess the paint will fade because it sees the sun when we mow but the seat never sees the sun when we mow the seat never sees the sun i'm sitting on it so theoretically that seat should never get dirty um so the life of the equipment is also something that i've thought of with the box truck and has really come into play trimmers not getting uh slung around and i mean they're secure in there and they're out of the weather. It's not getting rained on and things like that. So I love it. It's nice not having to pull a trailer for sure. Uh, ben, what's up, Ben? Uh, he actually just got a new trailer. That's a sick sick trailer that he got. But I was just, if you're doing a lot of landscaping, like I said, I would say stick to a trailer, stick to some type of landscape body. Um, but for me, mowing for my route, that that's, that's what I wanted to use it for. Then the box truck has been perfect and I cannot ask for anything better. The only thing that I could ask for better is I would have gotten a bigger bed on it, a bigger box. Uh, if I ever buy another one, I'll probably go up to a 20 or 24-foot box just so I have plenty of room in there. Right now, it's uh, it's a 16-foot box right now, I think, So uh, with a 4-foot dovetail. And I don't really like putting stuff on the dovetail. I don't like parking stuff because it rolls around back there. And I, I don't like putting mowers on it because if for some reason the emergency brake came off and rolled back on those ramps, then... I don't know, the ramps should hold theoretically, but you never know, uh, they, they could break as well. So, it's great, it's good, it's tight in there. That's something I am adjusting to, is the adjustment from uh, not having a box, like not having, like enclosed trailer, that was always something like, man, I don't really want an enclosed trailer, because you gotta, you gotta like, 
wiggling around in there and you, you don't have much room you can't i mean with the with the uh open trailer you can just hop on and off well that was a benefit it, and I, I guess you just trade them out because i trade out keeping the equipment dry being able to sit in there if it rains things like that um not theft theft is knocked down because people don't have just like easy access to it so uh trade that out for it is a little more tight in there it's tight getting in and out uh, with the mowers in there because i mean 60 inch mower and i think the box is probably i don't know uh eight foot wide maybe something like that so it's pretty tight especially with you got to stick the push mower in there as well you got to stick the blowers the blower is the thing that i'm having a problem with if anybody does run box trucks or anything like that how do you hang your blowers up because it's tight in there we've just been sticking them at the back behind the mowers and let them sit there but we got to take them on and off every single time uh every single time we load and unload we have to take the blowers out so uh a cut above what's up man uh i, I think y'all run some box trucks or some azuzus or something like that i know y'all run ramp racks i see but if anybody does run a box truck that that has advice on what to do with the blowers in there reach out and let me know because that's something that uh, i have yet to figure out and it's inefficient that's the thing and we talk about efficiency all the time how can you be efficient and um how especially mowing like you have to be efficient mowing if you're not you're not making money you're not being profitable uh there's not a ton of pro there can be profit margin in mowing but you have to do it the right way and if you're sitting there taking blowers on and off every single time that takes 30 seconds to i mean i don't know might not take 30 seconds every time but you're just it just wears your guys down too it wears you down and i know it sounds like such a first world problem and i'm whining and stuff but it's a lot carrying picking up two blowers walking them down the ramp, walking them back up the ramp every single time, sitting them down. Um, whereas if they were hanging on racks, we wouldn't have to move them af until after we moved the mowers and were blowing. But now we got to get them off before we mow. And like I said, first world problems, it probably just sounds like I'm whining. But it's cramped in there, but it's all good. I, I really enjoy it and uh, things like that. So if you have any questions, let me know. Um, any questions on anything that we could help you with or just conversation to talk about on here with other guys uh, in the comments. We can talk with each other because there's a lot of good things that are happening right now. Everybody that's in here is killing it and crushing it in their business. I know June, we're halfway through June right now, and it's been crazy up to this point. Uh, we still have guys, uh, we still have uh, people getting on the website and requesting uh, quotes every single day just about. So, it's good, but I it, the thing with it is, is I always try to keep two or three. That's some somebody was asking me that the other day. How do you schedule and how do you uh, keep up with your landscape jobs? I always keep try to keep two or three in the back burner. Um, so if we do get caught up, then we try to. I try to really never be caught up. Honestly, I try to always have one or two that I've got to do the next week or the next week. So uh, that just keeps that in. I always try to. I mean, I don't know a, an exact number, but I try to get uh, maybe. Between three to five thousand dollars extra a month in landscape jobs, whether that be pine straw or uh, river rock or mulch or whatever that is, uh, plantings, anything like that, shrub trimming, we do that too. I hate that. I hate shrub trimming. Uh, but the job we did yesterday, we did 150 bales of pine straw, six seven yards of mulch, and uh, and bush trimming, shrub trimming. So uh, I wouldn't have done the sh the shrubs if it was just the shrubs, but all that other stuff added in made it worth it and it ended up being a pretty good profit at the end of the day so uh that was that was good for us it was a good day do y'all do a lot of landscaping uh let me let me ask you that where and um what is your weather like do y'all plant during the summer that's something that i want to know so we get people requesting quotes uh for planting and i'm kind of like i don't know if i want to plant through the summer or not because i know i think almond and them they don't plant they cut it off in june or july and they don't saw it either because they don't want the liability of 
if they die, he's not going to come back on them. So, I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, planning versus not planning? Mine have been so far up to this point that I have planted uh, through the summer. I just tell the customer up front I'm not liable if it does happen. And that 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 could be that very much could be kid contractor uh, because I don't make them sign anything or anything like that. So that could come back to bite me in the long run. But I'm, I'm leaning more towards if people reach out right now and ask for planting or sodding, I'm going to very strongly urge them to wait until end of August, into September when it does start cooling down uh, and things like that. Gas prices keep going up. Are you going up on your clients even though you already did? That's a tough subject. Uh, residential or commercial. I heard Brian talking about this the other day, I think. And um, I have not gone up mid-season. No, I have not. Uh, because I will say, when we, when they went up, when we raised our rates at the beginning of the year, gas prices were already on the rise. So we kind of we kind of already raised them to when they when we did raise them they were at like the four dollar marks they're high now i mean we're in alabama our gas is always cheap down here we have the the uh, pipeline running straight through like it is it's always some of the cheapest in the country florida is about the only place that has it cheaper than us um but we normally sit i mean the last four years we've sat at two dollars right about 250 and we're at 460 right now so it's it's very high i know all of you guys like luke and liberty right here he's in here i know um, he's at what six dollars or something like that is what y'all are paying for uh, close to six dollars for just eighty seven just regular, um, and and it's it's hard man if you don't raise your prices uh, in the beginning of the year you're not gonna make money this season I mean you you could but it's gonna be very tough you're not gonna make what you could make so um, I like I said the question six thirty five for eighty seven is what Luke said that's insane um, and, and the tough thing is we're all mowing the same grass so like it's hard for uh, it's hard to keep like Luke isn't going to make as much money because he can't he can't cut a the same he can't cut the same uh, yard that we cut for sixty he can't cut it for eighty to cover his cost um, so it's crazy what what it's doing it's ridiculous we don't want to get into all that about uh, the pipeline and and generating our own oil here in in America and things like that we could go on a deep deep rabbit trail but anyway. To answer your question, we do not raise our prices mid-season. We just we raise them at the beginning of the year the way we needed to. We'll eat the increase. Uh, we don't put fuel surcharges or anything like that. We just we just stick through it, and, and we'll come through it. We'll be all right. But it goes back to what I was saying earlier about efficiency is you have to have really good efficiencies in lawn care. And if you don't, you're going to just gonna eat into your profits. So those little 30-second to minute things that you have going on in your day that you do over and over and over again, they add up. So – you got to get those things worked out. Uh, do you run the mulch on demand on your deers? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I actually, my first John Deere ever that I bought, that I purchased, uh, had the mulch on demand. And when I bought it, I was like, man, this is the best thing ever. This is the greatest invention there is. Uh, and then when I sold it two years later, I said, that's the worst invention they've ever made. Um, because the thing is, is it's just terrible. It's just a terrible invention, honestly. There's way too many moving parts on it. Um, the mulch on demand is just... It, it's way too many moving parts. It does the same thing that the advanced that the advanced shoot does, or any other shoot blocker, uh, grass flat, power shoot, any of those. It all does the same thing. The mulch on demand does not mulch. It still leaves a streak of grass down through there. So I would not pay mulch. I would not pay extra for the mulch on demand. The problem with mine is it broke. Like at the end, it broke because there's so many moving parts on the deck. That handle it like it's like levers and it opens and closes those baffles under the deck every single time. Those baffles begin to break when you hit stuff. The the uh, 
the arms, the the joints, if you don't grease them, they don't uh, move the right way. It's just a continuous thing of maintenance, and it's uh, it's just a mess. So, no, if anybody's watching this thinking about getting uh, multiple demand on your John Deere, do not get it. Just get an aftermarket advanced shoot or something um, from Ballard or, or anywhere else. So, uh, oh, you run straight mulch kits. How does it do on – how does the deer do mulching? Um, that's interesting. I know uh, I've never personally used them. I've never put a mulch kit on my deer like I said, I just use the advanced shoe, and we had the mulch on demand. Hate that thing, but uh, does the mulch? We actually saw somebody mulching today, and X Mark does a, a lot of people put um, a lot of people put pff, mulch kits. That's what I can't get to think of the word. A lot of people put mulch kits on X Mark, and seems to do pretty good. But the thing with that is, like this guy that was doing it this morning was it was, and, and I don't know. It, I guess it looked all right, but he had to go over the lawn like four times to get it to finally get everything gone because there's no way to get it out. And it was wet grass in the morning. If you're, you just can't mow the same amount of grass. Like for me, um, for me with my business, the things that we do, like our HOA that we cut, it's a bunch of field and, and it's not turf. It's not nice turf. It's just old grass, field grass. There's no way I can run a mulch kit out there. It would not run. Um, weekly it does mulch. Yeah, I could see that how bi-weekly. So that makes sense. If you're doing all weekly lawns, and then I can see the mulch get working a little bit better. Uh, am I considering using the Tesla trucks with gas prices soaring? That would be nice. Uh, that would be nice. I haven't done really any full research into the Tesla trucks, honestly. Um, I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, I, I would love a Tesla car, though. I would love a Tesla just to drive around town. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very uneducated when it comes to the truck. I don't even know about the horsepower. I, I've heard it has more horsepower than some of the diesels do now. Uh, I, like I said, I know nothing about it. I'm ignorant when it comes to that subject. So I'm not going to try to talk about that at all. But uh, anyway, Tesla is a really cool company. Love Elon. They're doing great. Would love to have a Tesla car one day, but I don't know about the truck. So what's up, everybody? Y'all, there's a few more y'all coming in here and thank y'all for tuning in tonight. We're just, we're recording a podcast right now, if you don't know. And so if you have any questions you want to answer to live here on the show, then um, leave them down below in the comments and we'll talk about them a little bit. But uh, yeah, that podcast money. We don't make any money. Uh, podcasting is podcasting is not your get rich scheme, uh, unless you're Paul Jameson. Then you can go make the podcast millions. But uh, just having fun there. But it's good. Uh, the podcast is doing really well. Thank you all for tuning in to the live. And if you don't know about the podcast, go check the podcast out, uh, Growing Green Podcast. And that's a good transition into that. Actually, while we don't have any questions to answer, is um, Marriage Mondays. We talked about that. Our first episode dropped this past Monday, so two days ago is when that dropped, and it has done uh, pretty well so far, and we're excited for what's going to happen in the future um, with Marriage Mondays. The, the thing we want to do with that is we want to take that and talk about marriage and business with your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever, any advice that we can give. And we haven't been married long at all. Me and Savannah, we've been only married two years, but um, it's something that I don't really see much of in the industry, and I want to hear more about. I want to give as much information as we can, and I want to interview guests that can help us. So we're going to interview married couples along the way and talk to them about um, everything that they've had to go through while running a business and being married at the same time. So uh, it's a really cool topic. I don't want to talk about it too long. Like I said, we just did a full uh, episode last two days ago talking about what it was going to be and how we were going to implement it and, and go moving forward. So if you have any more questions about that then you can go check that out uh podcast episode two episodes ago but coming up on a year on the podcast that's really crazy 
two weeks, I think. Two weeks away is when we'll be at a year. So we started it right after Together in the Trades last year, and we're coming up on uh, Together in the Trades now, two years. So if anybody's going to that, looking very, very forward to meeting everybody and hanging out up there. It's going to be a really fun time, and uh, just looking forward to hanging out with everybody. So it's going to be – love live events. Love getting to hang out and network and meet other people because last year we, we created a lot of friendships last year just in those two days we were in Waco. A lot of those guys that still talk to multiple times a week, we hang out. Um, so what's your favorite season in the business year? Uh, man, that's tough. I think I think my favorite season is fall because we're still mowing, uh, but we get to start leaves and – yeah, fall is definitely my favorite season for sure. Spring, I'm like, oh, yay, we're mowing, and this is nice. But it gets so overwhelming that I'm um, ready, ready for it to be over with. But uh, fall is pretty fun because down here in the south, we still mow. Um, and I know you and Cal- y'all in California mow year-round. But we'll mow all the way into November sometimes, just depending on the weather. But we're still mowing, but then we really start uh, getting to pick up leaves, mulch. We don't pick up leaves. I take that back. We just mulch everything. So I don't do that. We'll maybe talk about that coming into the fall this year about uh, mulching versus bagging and dumping and everything like that, using a debris loader, um, things like that. But we don't do any of that. We just mulch them. So uh, it's fun. You were so tired of mowing by that point in the year. I don't know if y'all are like that, but – I'm so tired of mowing by October that I'm like, please give me the leaves. Please give me the leaves. And so it's fun doing that up until Thanksgiving. And then by the time Thanksgiving's here, you're like, all right, get rid of the leaves. Get rid of the leaves. <laughs> um, by that point, I'm just ready to take the time off. And all you guys up north would be ready for snow, obviously. But down here in the south, I, we take some time off in the winter. We do some stuff to stay busy. Uh, southeastern, if you're still in here, buddy, what do y'all do in the, in the winter? You're down here by me in my market. And I get that question all the time. What do you do in the winter to stay busy? Because if you don't do snow, if you don't live somewhere where you can do snow, it, it can be kind of tough. And if you don't live somewhere like California, um, where you can mow you around, the climate stays warm, then you can be in trouble. But, uh, down here we do try to keep pine straw going, try to keep mulch going, but we do take some time off. We, uh, I do take that. And this year, uh, Jack's going to be born in September. Uh, that's my that's our son's going to be – He's my wife's pregnant right now. He'll be born in September. And so we are very, very excited for that. And then I plan to take some time off this winter, uh, spend some time with him and, and with Savannah for sure. But you like running still handheld. Uh, I do like still. And honestly, because – honestly, I haven't ran many other things. I've ran Echo a few times, uh, never professionally like in my business. I've tried other people's before. Um, I think I've ran a Shindawa way back in the day, uh, but I've never ran anything besides that. And the reason I run still is because of the power. That's the thing that I don't like. I tried using an Echo the other day, and I don't remember what model it was, but it was the model that was equivalent excuse me, to the 94R, the still 94R. The 94R, the 94R I am in love with. I love that, I love that trimmer. Like I, I, I personally won't buy another one. Ben hates it. He always wants to use the ninety one R. The ninety the they switched to the ninety ones. I think they're ninety ones now. They used to be nineties, but he will switch to the ninety one R, and that's all he uses. He wants the bigger motor, the more power. All I use is the ninety four R, no matter what I'm doing. So if we're cutting brush, I'll put the blade on the on the ninety one R. Uh, but I love the ninety four, and it, it has just enough power for what we needed to do. Even some thick stuff, it'll do fine. And the Echo just didn't impress me. It didn't have the much that much power behind it. Uh, the thing was still some. They do break. Down, I mean, they tend to break after I don't know, 12, 16, 18 months, something like that. And you get and you can just rebuild the car, put new stuff on. If you do your maintenance, they'll be fine. Uh, but they do. 
the one echo that I have that I do use is I use the PAS 2620, I think it is, the combi unit for my hedge trimmers, the pole trimmers. That thing is an absolute champ. We have, I think we've changed the carburetor one time on that thing and never done anything else to it. It starts up second pull every time. You pull once with it on choke and uh, you take that choke off and it fires right up every single time. So for that, love it. It is perfect what we need it for. It does the job. And uh, But that's the only piece of echo I use. We use steel blowers. We use BR-800s. I did, so little hint for a video for Paul Jamieson. He's going to be dropping a video here the next couple of weeks about uh, the PB9010 blower, and we got to try that out. He brought that uh, down a couple last week when he was here shooting some videos with Jason Creel. And um, you see, Paul, if you're listening, Jason Creel, not Creel, uh, not Creel seasoning that's in your cabinets. Jason Creel, C-R-E-E-L. But anyway, Jason lives right down the road, and I went over there and hung out for a little bit, and we got to video, uh, we did a little video on demoing the PB9010, and I loved it. I loved the PB9010. It was insane power. It put the BR800 to shame, honestly, but it's pretty heavy. I wouldn't want to use that every day uh, for blowing grass. Now, leaf cleanups, give me that thing in a heartbeat. I honestly might buy one. Um, because for leaves, I think it would be insane. It, it was the power behind it was crazy. The tube was like the tube end was huge. I mean, it was massive. It was probably times and a half the size of the steel. So loved that. But um, we we run steel everything, and I guess I don't know why. Somebody asked, why do you do that? It, it just goes back to the. I've never used anything else, honestly. I've just that's what's worked for my company and for us, and I like it. We have a steel dealer right down the road from us. Our echo dealer is about thirty minutes away, so. That does play a factor in is I can take that I can go buy new steel any time I want ten minutes down the road, and if I have to have it worked on, it's ten minutes down the road. They fit they they do a great job helping us out. Argo Power Equipment does really really awesome. So that is why we use um, steel Shindawa and uh, Shindawa Shindawa uh, trimmers. I've heard are very very good. Uh, what's up, Lamont? I hope you're doing good, man. I hope y'all are uh, crushing it up there. I hope y'all are y'all getting as much rain as we've gotten. We've been getting rain every afternoon, I feel like. And I know uh, we normally get the rain a couple days before it gets to where y'all are up in North Carolina. So I hope y'all are getting rain and getting to stay busy. What's up, Dan? Dan's coming in. Dan has the most energy in the world. I'm telling y'all, if y'all have not met Dan Wheeler with uh, Fence Industry Podcast, you need to go check him out. The most upbeat person I've ever met in my life, and uh, it's a pleasure knowing Dan. He's doing great things with uh, River City Fence and Fence Industry Podcast. So, Dan, hope you're doing doing great. I saw that you had to uh, put up a fence today without stepping on the other person's property. I'm sure that was a challenge. But um, actually, actually, Dan, I want to... I want to see, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can get you on here real quick. I want to see, I want to hear that story. So if you're still in here, see if you can accept this, and I want to hear the story. Uh, So we're recording a podcast, and I want to see if we can get this documented uh, of that. But we'll see what we can do. This whole Instagram live thing, I'm still figuring out. Uh, We usually get the rain eight to ten hours later. Yeah, yeah, that's about, I honestly don't remember how far you are from me. What's up, Dan? Can you hear me? Dude. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you, buddy. So dude, I, I just wrapped up a podcast myself, dude. Well, that well, good deal. You got the headphones on and everything. Tell me, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that job about you can't step on the other person's property. I need to know the story behind that. Man, it wasn't horrible, but so the guy, uh, it was a little old man. He's like ninety years old, and uh, what I'm putting the fence up for, and he's from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And he like, he talks, dude, super deep Southern 
accent like what you guys have down there and i'm like it's so hard to like understand them yeah but uh long story short is that that person built a new building next door uh and the, they literally put a driveway down the side of the building and like six feet of it was on his property and uh he got it surveyed and they had to cut that concrete out so it's like a fresh cut it's a lot of money um so long story short is i set the post like a week ago we're just now getting back to finish it and uh we started, we just get there and we're laying out some material and this guy comes over the owner and he's like, he, this guy put up this fence for, so I didn't trespass over there. And I don't want you trespassing on my property. I'm like, we're just building the fence, man. You know, I'll be in and out of here. Give me four hours. Yeah. Maybe, maybe an hour on your property, just stepping, no machines, no nothing, just stepping there. And he's like, no, I don't want you to do it. And he just kind of walked away. He was mowing. And I'm like, whatever, man, it is what it is. Um, I've seen him a lot more heated. You know, that went, you know, pretty well, um, but it is what it is. No what, biggie. What's your most heated customer story? And I'll let oh, you go. Oh, man. Um, my dad has had had has had some heated uh, um, issues. Let me tell you a story. Way back in the day, probably the very early 90s, he did a golf course. Um, and on this golf course, and it was kind of a ways away, but they loved my dad's work, so he traveled to do it for them. It was in the winter um, or, like, fall. So there's a pond on this go- the edge of the golf course butting up to these houses and technically that property line went through the uh pond mm-hmm. and the they were like the, the golf course wasn't budging the, the homeowners weren't budging the fence was going to go down the middle of this small pond um and uh so they waited till winter it froze they dug holes through the ice and then they drove posts super deep through it mm-hmm. um but in between that time this little old lady literally brought out a shotgun dude and was like, get off my, yes, yes, no No joke. And, uh, yeah, but you know, if it ever gets like that, I had a sketchy, you know, we have sketchy things happen. Like I had a sketchy dude on drugs last year. Um, uh, you know, it is what it is. I had to call the cops a couple of times, but typically neighbor disputes more, more, more times than, uh, not Jeremiah, the neighbor will like give you death stares. And kind of like look through the window, but they'll never say nothing. They'll never come out. Yeah. Um, and if it's a bad one, yeah, exactly. If my, I saw my you, I would typically... say I'm not messing with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, between me and my guys, I call my guys the narcos. They're just itty bitty guys. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, to be professional, my dad will always approach that customer. Yeah. Um, before the job, like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. I have nothing against you. I don't want to be a part of it. We just want to put this fence in and be in and out. And 99% of the time, it goes over without a hitch. You know, it is what it is. I've never really thought about that. I I feel like that is true. A lot of times people put up fences so they don't, like, because they're mad at their neighbors. Like, they're pissed that Mm -hmm. one of them's on. They don't want to see each other. So, that is is funny. I never even thought about that. You got to get stuck in the middle, man, there. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what it is. Like, sometimes you'll have the neighbor come over, talk about, you know, the customer, the customer come out. What do he say about me? You know, you have no idea about this. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. I just want to get in and I want to get out. And that's our, you know, that's our main goal and objective just to get in and out and, uh, you know, be done with it. Yeah. I hear you, man. Well, where can we find you? You, you took some time to be on here. Where can we find you at on the podcast? The fence industry podcast, all platforms, man. Mr. Producer has taken care of me. Um, so yeah, just search us, Google us, uh, yeah. even, uh, it'll, it'll pull up. I have a website now, Jeremiah, Web- uh, okay. sweet website. So yeah, the fence industry podcast.com. Um, then you can kind of click on there and go through episodes and stuff like that. We'll get you to it. That's awesome, man. Well, Dan, appreciate you coming on here, buddy. 
and telling yeah. us good stories. Perfect timing. That's right, man. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. Yes, sir. See you, buddy. Bye. So that's awesome having Dan on here tell a few stories and uh, lighten up the show here as we as we wrap it up. Um, that is that's crazy. I've never thought about that. Fence people uh, kind of get put in the middleman there, and so. Uh, we get that sometimes if you blow clippings on the other person's property, people get mad. Or if the previous company has cut over onto the other person's property, they come out and chew us out. We had that story before. Um, we talked about that way, way back in the show probably. But one time we had a customer that we were doing it for the first time. And apparently the, the person before that, uh, the person before that what, that did it before us was blowing clippings on their property, on the neighbors. And so the first time we did it, we blew like a little bit over there, like not much at all. And uh, we blew a little bit over there, and they came out, and she was cussing us out. She was letting us have it because she thought we were the same company. Um, and, and so that did not go well. But anyway, it's just just part of it. you got to learn. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Love having these guests run in here. Thank you all for joining in. And thank you to um, all of you that have joined and said you enjoy the show and the podcast. That's awesome. Um, awesome that we get to help you. That's what we want to do is we want to help the best way we can. And, uh, Josh, if you're still in here, Sutton, you still got to hook me up and do a podcast. What's up, Paul? What's up? Are we on the Growing Green podcast? Absolutely. You are live on the podcast. What's up, everybody? Can they hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. I'm a, look, I have excellence in broadcasting. This is going straight into the pod track, man. This is, this is the EIB platform right here. Truth, fact of the matter was you were teaching me how to podcast. When I came in out to Alabama, I'm glad you admitted it because I didn't think you ever would. But if y'all really ever want to know who the real podcaster is, reach out to me because I'm up there telling Paul with 150,000 downloads how to use a a uh, pod track machine. So, um, gotta love it. And Paul, yes, I saw your comment. I did fix the bed. The bed is fixed. Yeah, so you should be good to go. Um, if y'all didn't follow us on our Instagram stories, Paul the Paul stayed with us one night and the guest bed upstairs. Um, this, one of the screws didn't get put in all the way, and it was uh, it was a mess. Paul almost fell on the floor. But what's what's up? Say you got to cut. Re- re- read the comments. What's up? Signature landscape. What's up? Al Blades. Al Blades. Can we bring him on here? He's got forty six thousand views on this video he dropped today in four hours. Forty six thousand. Yeah, my video has twenty seven views in four like six hours. Let's see if Al will join us. If Al's still in here, he'll join us real quick. He's, but, probably, out, he's probably out boating, man. Yeah, I swear he's always on his boat. Um, counting all that YouTube money, man. I he's know. Caring. I know. You better not forget me when you're famous, Al. <laughs> Would um, you invite him on here? Can we three-way it? Yeah, I invited him. I don't know. He might have already yeah, left. we'll see. A lot, of people, a lot of people, when they hear me talking, they get on, they say hey for five minutes or five seconds, and then they leave. Uh, Al Blades declined, so he's probably out on his boat oh, somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> he's out on his boat somewhere. You'll never know. Oh, he's probably fishing. Yeah, I know. What's up, John? Uh, John, I want to get you on for a podcast, so hit me back whenever you get a chance. But, uh, Paul, are you excited for Together in the Trades? That's next time. Oh, we, we, we at least got a laugh out of you, Al. Yeah, yeah. We do this every day. <laughs> Cut, it Cut, it Cut it up. I'm trying to get down there, man, with Jason Krill and, and hang out with Al, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, whenever you're And I think Mr. Producer is going to pay for us to go out to around the golf because uh, – Anyway, he's like, if you go down there, I'm going to treat you guys to around the golf. So, well, For, uh, I'm going to tag along so I can show you because I mean, you never, you never will play me in basketball. You're too scared to play me in basketball, so maybe you'll play me in golf. <laughs> I beat you in pig twice. Okay, Jeremiah. pig is not basketball, Paul. That's not that is not 
lace them up and go and go play to twenty one. That is not the same thing. Yeah, pod that podcast money uh, says. Uh, that was Luke who said that with podcast money. Yeah. Oh, you man. met him. In, you met him in real life, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. We we went to San Francisco. We went and met up with him. And uh, hey, Al Blade, you're getting you're getting awfully quiet over there, man. What are, are we going to make this fishing golfing trip happen or what? Well, Al's still in here. He needs to accept the invite. That's what I want to know. I mean, I need him to accept it because he would really add some some good. Nice. Uh, He's probably out on his yacht. Yeah, out on his yacht. One month he buys a little boat. Next month you're going to see him on the on the yacht and uh, hey, that's on what the side, on the side of the boat. It's going to be named every day. <laughs> that's what those <laughs> podcast means can do for you, buddy. Paul, did you hit the gym today? Oh yeah, legs day, baby. Legs day. How many hashtag le- hashtag glute day, Coach T? If she's watching, um, oh, Al's putting the kid to bed. Mike, dang. Oh yeah. Do kids go to bed that early? When do kids go to bed? I need to get <laughs> I need to get informed on parenthood, I guess. Put uh, the kid to bed, man. He's he's playing us. It's seven forty three, man. That, that's sick yeah. Is he Eastern time where he's at? Yeah, he's on the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. I didn't know if he was Eastern or not. But you better not forgive me when you're famous, Al. I was following Al Blaze when he had hundred and fifteen subscribers and he wore this raggedy wig and his nickname was the Grassmaster. And he's making these videos teaching you how to send out uh, postcards and uh, do marketing. How did he and, get Al Blades? Uh, Al Blades? Yeah. Um, it's his nickname. But before Al Blades, it was uh, Grassmaster. And uh, he's put putting the kids to bed at eight. You actually got to turn the Green Street podcast. He tells the story and then the juggernaut encouraged him to make a different style content on YouTube. He posted it. And um, it blew up. now he has over 600,000 subscribers. He'll be the first YouTuber to a million subscribers in our industry. What is Juggernaut um, at now? Uh, Juggernaut's maybe 500,000, but he has two channels. What's up, Phil? We got Phil in the house. He says he's still the Grassmaster. Man, you got some heavy hitters in your. You got Al Blades and Phil's lawn care up in this piece. Well, you're the one bringing them, Paul. I mean, the Green Industry Podcast is the one that's bringing them in here, so... Um, oh, we got Al Blades. You better be recording this, man. He said, "Send the invite." I got to go eat, but I got table sitting on the. I got food sitting on the table right now. All right, just with two minutes. Two man. minutes. You get. My wife said you get two minutes. So let's see. Savannah, she said that. <laughs> no, she's. She just. She fixed us a good dinner. So what did she cook for dinner? I just had salmon and broccoli, Coach T. We had. Uh, we're having barbecue chicken and macaroni and cheese. So looking forward to it. I think I gained ten pounds when I was in Alabama, man. I went to Five Guys Burgers and Fries and, and Munoz Mexican. Munoz. Yeah. Oh man. You got soup at a Mexican restaurant. What's there up, Al? He is. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? It's still daylight down there. Hey, you know how we do? Kids in bed. Every day, man. How's that boat? It's pretty good. Did, did you uh did you name it? Uh, look at the grass. That's like the painter's house. He's painting. <laughs> I'm backing up there all the time. I got you. How's sunny Florida? Pretty good. We had a tornado yesterday down the road. A tornado? Yeah. Where? What part of Florida are you in now? Fort Pierce, south. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Um, do you have alligators where you are? 
Oh yeah. Oh man, I need to come then. I want to go. I want to go on a, like a tour. Like so, like when you're out on the boat, you see alligators. Um, if I go in freshwater, I, we could walk to a lake and I'll show you an alligator. Oh man, on the live? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I uh, alligators terrify me, but I do want to go on an airboat tour to see alligators one day. Oh yeah, so. we got air. You got what? We got an airboat too. Oh, you do have an airboat? Yeah. Oh, Paul, let's go. We got to make this trip. We got to go play golf and go on an alligator airboat tour. <laughs> we'll see, man. We got to we got to get that happening. I'm I'm excited for that. So, anyway, well, Al, uh, congrats on the YouTube channel blowing up. How close are you? T- what are you at now, subscriber wise? I don't know, like six hundred something. You'd lose count after after. after are you going to do something special? For a million, I'll shave my beard. No, you can't shave your beard, man. I'm not going to. <laughs> How long has that thing been growing? Uh, my name. Um, it's thin. I got a thin beard, so it don't even really count. But uh, probably two years. Two years. Yeah, I okay. trim it down every once. Baby grabs it. Yeah. Let me let me ask let me ask you this now. I know Jeremiah's got to go. His wife made him dinner, but um. Do you, do you miss uh, doing, like, yards, you know, ha- having to bang out all your yards all week, or do you like uh, going fishing every day? Hey, I like fishing every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, too. What, what, I, what if I told you last May, before you had a 1,000 YouTube subscribers, that instead of mowing every day, uh, that you'd be out fishing every day? Would you believe me? Um, probably not. Cause you you hit a thousand. It, it, it showed up that on May twenty eighth. You had a thousand subscribers, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Now June of twenty twenty two, you have five oh, over six hundred thousand subscribers. What was May twenty eighth? It said a thousand. Yeah, I think you screen shared that on your story or something. So like May twenty seventh was probably like two hundred. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it, that's the. Yeah, it blew up. It blew up real fast. Well. That's awesome that you're helping people out and and getting a lot of good content in at the same time. Paul, you're going to get there. Just keep on grinding. <laughs> what's going to happen first? Al's going to get a gold player. I'm going to get a silver play. What's what's your vote? Uh, my vote is <laughs> Al's probably going to get a gold play. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be oh, honest. Man. But hey, if you would put me in your mowing tall grass videos, they would blow up. If you brought the deer well, let, in there, let, 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 let me ask you this, Al, real quick, and then Jeremiah, you can go eat your your macaroni and cheese. <laughs> How did you handle when you were posting your videos and they were getting twenty seven views? Like, yeah, because you question. didn't quit. You didn't quit. How, like, it's still so deflating for me to post a video and it flops. How did you not quit before you blew up? You just gotta have it. Just gotta have it. That's that's a good answer, I guess. Hey, that's what it is. You just gotta have it. How many? So, how long did you do it before? I do really do have to run here a minute. How long did you do the channel before it blew up? How long have you been doing it? My lawn channel. Yeah. Probably a year before it blew up, and it's been a year since it's blew up. But I've been doing videos since I was like twelve. Really? Not, not lawn related or anything. Yeah. Fish. Huh. Hunting. Wow. Look. 365 days is that's a long time to do it with no um with no traction, I guess. But Paul, yeah. that's how you're you're devoted for a year, right? 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna keep cranking out. I just went with Jason Creole and we did nine yards and uh so I posted the first <laughs> of those posted the first of those nine videos. But I, I had a blast with Jason. Like I, I had a lot of fun. So Jason's when's a great dude. Nine yards, Paul. What's that? When's the last time you've done nine yards? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, Al. Paul came to my house that night. Oh, he said, man. I gotta go to bed. I'm dying. He said I, I haven't worked this hard in a long time. We we did Al, we did four yards the first day. When I got to Jeremiah's, he's like, "We got a podcast, man." I was like, "No, I'm exhausted." Went <laughs> to bed man. at like eight o'clock. It was still daylight outside. Oh, oh yeah. man, that's good stuff. Alrighty, well, well, I'll let you go eat your macaroni and cheese. Um, and Al, barbecue keep chicken. Up, listen, Al, keep up the great work, man. And you know, I, I think we're all cheering for you to hit that million subs and be what an underdog story. We all thought it'd be like Stan Genetic or. Alan Hayne or Copper Creeks or something, you know, they they all were big giants in, in our industry and you just came out of nowhere and, and it looks like you're going to hit a million unless Juggernaut's got something up his sleeve. Uh, he always has something up his sleeve. <laughs> he busted that pressure washer back out, so we'll see. He got something up his sleeve. I got a couple things up my sleeve. Uh-oh. It's going to be the, nice. the battle of the YouTubes. Hell Yeah. I love it. Well, Al, right, thanks man. for joining in, Paul. you go eat your macaroni and cheese? Oh, wait a second. We got SB Moen up in this piece, Phil's Lawn Care, and Al Blade. All, <laughs> all on Jeremiah Jennings' IG. What's up, you gotta SB love it. Moen? What's up, guys? What's up, SB? There's a lot of other people in here commenting stuff. So, glad. thanks for everybody joining in. Uh, Phil's Lawn Care, Spencer. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a really fun podcast, guys. Thanks, and uh, live. Thanks for everybody coming in. Paul, thanks for coming in, and Al, to you as well. And thanks for Dan tuning in earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get a rap song about fishing every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what Al's got up his sleeve right there. He's going to start a new fishing song. Um, Yeah, I need to. I hear y'all. Well, good deal, guys. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. We're going to wrap this thing up. I got to go eat dinner. Hey, what am I podcast? What'd you say? When am I going to be on your podcast? Whenever you have time. Shoot me a DM, man. Let's get it set up. All right. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good there night. There you go. Later, guys. See ya. All right, guys. See ya. Well, that was awesome, guys. That was a really fun time uh, getting to hang out with everybody on the live, all the people that came and joined in. And it really kicked in there the last 20, 25 minutes, 15, 20 minutes there. Uh, fun time with Alan, Dan, and Paul coming in there. So hope you got some value out of that. That's really just an entertainment episode. So we love doing those time to time where we're not going hard in those numbers. We just do a little bit of entertainment here and there. And that's what we got to do today. So without any further ado, we're going to wrap this one up. Like I said, i got to go eat my macaroni and cheese and my barbecue chicken. Thanks to the beautiful wife, Savannah, for cooking that and the new co-host of the Marriage Monday podcast. So without any further ado, we're going to wrap that one up. I've said that like four times. I'm terrible ending shows. Leave us a rating and review if you do enjoy the show. And uh, come follow us on the Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes. And we keep putting this content out regularly. And it uh, really helps us boost us to the next people when you like and share and comment and all those fun things that go along with it. So without any further ado, we'll catch up with you all here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.